Welcome to The Radio Gear. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohn and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. It's the end of the year, and we're counting down our favorite records, including a few we didn't get to. This is part one of the TRC Best of 2018 playlist. That's next on The Radio Gear. Hey, Jerry. Hello. So are you glad this year's over? How do you feel about this year? I- Time is a flat circle. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all the same to you, huh? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about birthdays. I don't care what year it is. <laughs> you know, the only thing that... This sounds like a forced segue, but we probably shouldn't mm-hmm. even segue into it yet. But I do love year-end lists, genuinely. <laughs> you do? Well, how do. do you feel about How do you feel about this year in music? Generally speaking, do you have any general thoughts on this year? Maybe even compared to last year, since we've been paying attention a little more. My, well, my, I think it was a really good year. I think there's some great shit. Um, I was thinking about this earlier because uh, our so- somewhat aggregated top album of last year was uh, Julian Baker. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was trying to figure out, is like, was it, was any album this year for me better than that one? And I, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think that's the, still mm. the best album that's come out since we started doing the podcast. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. I, I feel like um, last year had a lot of highs, like uh, uh-huh. LCD and yeah. um, and a lot of lows like uh, arcade fire this yeah. year it, it seemed to be everything I put my hands on I you know pretty much liked or mm-hmm. was okay with or you know there weren't really any that I was disappointed with and there weren't any that I was like oh man this is a this is a fucking album I mean not in the sense of like yeah something really really big but I don't know just kind of like in the middle for me. Yeah. Maybe like it's like a like an NBA team that's like super deep but may not have any like superstars, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of good I team mean, play. I think, there, I think there's roughly three exceptions to that this year, but we'll we'll get into it actually <laughs> next episode. So fuck <laughs> me for even saying that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's a good segue. We're doing this in uh, two parts. And, uh, you know, I feel like true to uh, the Radio Cure spirit, uh, we like to review new albums. So we picked out actually two two albums that um, we probably should have reviewed and have kind of shown yes. up on different uh, end of the year uh, lists uh, around, uh, you know, our usual sites. Well, and it, it, I feel like uh, I may be mistaken, but I think that both of these albums uh, were floated at some point, and yes. for whatever reason, we didn't get to them. Yeah, absolutely. It was sometimes we just we just forget to go back to something, and yeah. we just kind of move on. Yeah, we're bad um, at this. <laughs> yeah, because we like we're like, ah, oh, do you want to do this one? Do this one? And then it's like, all right, we'll do that one later, and then we just never. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah, um, and they definitely are are worth the listen. And oh, yeah. um, I'm uh, I'm super excited to to get into them. I feel like uh, uh, the one we're going to do next time, I've listened to a little more than the one we have uh, for this time. So mm-hmm. um, we got sixteen 
albums that we put on the top um, list this year. And uh, we're going to start uh, f- with uh, this episode with 16 through 9. Um, I like, and, um, I, I just want to say quickly, I like that. <clears throat> so we were going to do like top 10s, which we did. Mm-hmm. Each of us did a top yeah. 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through some like very unscientific aggregation, <laughs> combine them into one list and the list was originally supposed to be like a kind of in joke for the podcast that would be the double top five yes. but we've somehow landed on 16 I'm a huge <laughs> fan of this the top 16 to albums it. of the year great <laughs> I was just gonna yada yada that whole point that it just doesn't make any sense that we have 16 could we still call the episodes the double top five Sure. Okay, good. <laughs> so this is our our top five, our second top five plus three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's simple. <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, okay, so number uh, 16, again, this is a new album, um, Black Belt Eagle Scout, Mother of My Children. Dude, this is fucking good. It's very good. It's a um, a debut album. It came out, I think, in March uh, sometime, and I have this from Pitchfork uh, from back in March. Uh, the debut album of Catherine Paul's Black Belt Eagle Scout Project is a collection of pensive rock songs saturated with an ocean- oceanic mood. Recorded in the depths of winter near the singer-songwriter's hometown in northwestern Washington, it gets its drama from mists and crashing waves. A lush, rhythmic force of unruly drums and distorted guitars with Paul's voice surfing above it all. Mm, I like the distorted guitars on this whole album. It's, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's a lot of um, poetry there, but um, <laughs> it, it definitely makes sense when you listen to uh, the record. But it is definitely eerie, and you can tell yes. it was made in the depths of winter. I love that. Absolutely. And it definitely has a Pacific Northwest feel to it. Mm -hmm. Which I always am a sucker for. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, those are our roots, the grunge, the grunge thing. (laughs) Uh, But Mother of My Children is particularly elegant in the way it demonstrates how grief and love share space when something precious is taken from you. How the distinction between those emotions can blur. Paul's project is to show the enormity of this undifferentiated mountain of loss and to find a way beyond it. If a river dries up, mourning it doesn't create a new river. It creates a memory where the river used to be, a moment of loyalty to what was lost. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. Good job, Pitchfork. Jesus. I feel like that was like some sort of... um, English major that was like yeah. uh, <laughs> was it was English poetry was like his uh, you know emphasis or something yeah. like that and he's just like so pissed he's writing fucking <laughs> reviews for Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's doing a good job. Keep your head up wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when he's talking about the undifferentiated mountain of loss, he's really speaking about himself. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, projecting. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of suicide note from the lonely review writer at Pitchfork. <laughs> um, now, this, I, uh, I, you had mentioned this to me 
back in March or whenever it came out, right? Because mm-hmm. I this was something I that uh, I totally overlooked. Like I totally even forgot to listen to it back then. I I listened to this the first time like a few days ago when you had texted me about it. Yeah, it, I I think at the time I was thinking it was almost too up our alley. That's fair. <laughs> it was very up our alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, we could get a little variety in this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that went away, and now it's uh, now it's nice and fresh, um, and uh, it, it is. It's kind of like uh, Julian Baker, a little bit um, grungier and fuzzier, yeah. you know. Um, maybe Julian Baker meets Vagabond or something. I don't know. But um, the the first song, Soft Stud. Uh, or is it the second after an intro song? Or now, is it the first? Uh, th- you're thinking of the other one that we're doing first next episode. <laughs> it, this is the straight up first track on that. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just, it, it's grungy, fuzzy, simple chords. The kind of, her ethereal voice kind of adds that oceanic mood as he was talking mm-hmm. about. Um, uh, it comes in and, and you think it's going to like get really big, but it yeah. really is more of a grower. It just kind of like slowly mm-hmm. uh, comes comes up. Um, and then it kind of, uh, when it finally gets there, it just has this like riffy jam session. It's, it's a really good fucking song. Yeah. I was wondering that, uh, like, it's been well established on this podcast that, like, from, like, technically speaking, we don't really know anything about music. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but that. Well, why you have to keep reminding people? <laughs> well, I think. Just it, ask I your fucking it's, question. <laughs> it's only fair that we be clear about that. <laughs> Lest we say something stupid. It's uh, like, you know, telling the, a girl on the first date you got herpes. Like, just, just so you know, I have herpes. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the way to go. That is probably the way to go. We should tell them that we don't know anything about music. That's true. Okay. It's that kind of a, the herpes of our show, week. <laughs> Don't you feel like it's kind of the herpes of our show? It's just like something you have to get off your chest every time. Right. There's this, like, guilt and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the, like a public health message. <laughs> But it almost sounded to me like uh, what I first viewed as the uh, the guitar, that really like grungy guitar that kind of mm-hmm. drones on throughout this first track. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that might be a bass, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's super kind of slappy. It kind of feels like a kind of... It's not, yeah, it sounds like... Um, uh, what was that fucking band? Uh, Death from Above 1979? Yes. Very good. Thank you. Um, but they were a drum and bass, two piece. And uh, so the bass essentially took the place of where you would traditionally have a guitar. And it sounded really similar mm-hmm. to this. That's what I'm basing this entirely on. Yeah. I, um. It it just sound has a real uh, punky feel, especially mm-hmm. from like the grungy nineties. Uh, and I, I feel like this song in particular, it really kind of gives a theme to the whole album and uh, kind of reveals her inspiration. Yeah. 
the other one that I wanted to talk about was I don't have you in my life. I love this one uh, because it is like some deep, dark winter shit. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like eerie. I mean, you can feel death in this song. Merry fucking Christmas, by the way. This <laughs> <laughs> will probably come out Christmas. The ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just it, it just has like this real kind of dark, um, uh, low kind of sense to it. It never really gets high. There's like that kind of clamory part right there, but then it ends like in a really low place. Maybe it was gonna build to something like real big. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those like huge, like booming drums that I fucking mm-hmm. love, and they just like fall out to like just a guitar with some kind of mm-hmm. like vinyl scratchiness to it. Very cool. Yeah. And did you think that they were gonna come back at some point in time? Yes. I did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they they totally didn't, but it does make sense as a precursor to the next song. Which I don't know. I'm sure you listened to it. Just yeah. lie down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's almost metal. It's so yes. thrashy at the beginning, and then it has like this real eerie metal beginning to it. And then her voice comes in. It's a fucking great like little couplet of songs. It is fantastic. Black Belt Eagle Scout. Fantastic name. First off, great name. It seems like a character on like uh, Napoleon Dynamite or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, check check them out. Uh, I I think that they deserve a place on our top sixteen. <laughs> for sure. I'm so, no, I, yeah, I, I'm all in on them being in that insane number we landed. On. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, fifteen, Tacky Annie, um, the little album. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised you had this on here. Well, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just such, uh, they're such a cute couple and they're cute songs and like, it's one of the poppier kind of like fun albums that we yeah. had this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, lot, to- lot more I totally darkness. dig it. It just doesn't seem like something to be on a list, you know? Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with that, but I also like, I had a, I had a, um, a couple other ones like the men or, uh, the Decemberists. Mm-hmm. But I kind of tipped it to Tacky Annie just because, like, they're the plucky upstarts. Uh, yeah. And I, uh, that was, like, the tiebreaker for me. It was a debut album. Yeah. Oh, that's a good call. I'm, I, I'm down with that. But it's just a it's just a really great um, mood. It just puts me in a yeah. great mood. Well, it's and you know? like who doesn't love like a short little thing like that, like a little EP? It's great. Like you don't have yeah. much time, you can bang it out. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, too cool for that is the one I was putting on our playlist. Oh, um, yeah. 
I decided to give gifts. Uh, if these oh. albums were gifts to people, Christmas spirit and all, that um, I would give this album uh, to the next Target or Old Navy commercial. Oh. If you're out there. That's a good call. Right? I mean, too cool for that would just be a great one of those, like, montage dance yeah. scenes that they always fucking do. Mm-hmm. I think I remember Navy. when we reviewed the album, we talked about, like, possibly some sort of pool party type of scenario. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe a summer like, Old Navy Target commercial, I think. Uh-huh. I feel like Old Navy would also try to float, like, some fanny packs out there. Oh, absolutely. Just, like, in some forkin- fucking bin at the be- uh, at the front of the yeah. store. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's you know, $2. Like, oh, $2 fanny. Yeah, $2. It's neon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could wear that. I could rock that. I mean, I might be in a place where I need to keep a couple of pibbers, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, for later. <laughs> Festival situation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Number 14, Glorietta. Uh, this is another one of mine. Mm-hmm. Um Glorietta. I, I felt like this was like my favorite folk country album. Um, it was a mix of artists, and so like they have a lot of different things. But this might be one of my favorite songs of the year, Lincoln Creek. So I had to have Great. it on here. Great track. I yeah, this is a really good album. Uh, a little uh, bit out of uh, our like this show's wheelhouse, I would say, but mm-hmm. kind of harkens back to our old wheelhouse, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. The pre-podcast, the wheelhouse of yore. Yeah, the wheelhouse of yore. <laughs> and it's just uh, like a fun story about how it got made. That that's good. Yeah, we love a good hot tub Nathaniel Rateliff story <laughs> here at the radio here. But yeah, I mean, uh, Lincoln Creek is just one of those songs that I used to just like totally be down for. Um, Absolutely. And so I'm giving this gift uh, to your best friend you never talk to anymore. Oh. Right? Isn't that sad? Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> In the pitch dark night, when I turned off the lights, looked up at the phosphorescent stars, the future was bright as the lights in the sky. I'm just as far as. Uh, number 13, Hop Along, Bark Your Head Off. Uh, this is the first of Bark Your Head Off, your dog. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I hate when I mess shit up like that. It's okay. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's the holidays. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> you know how I feel about this band is I th- think that sometimes I forget about them for the same reason that... Sometimes I forget about Spoon. It's just because everything they yeah. do is so good. But it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And you kind of move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and likewise, uh, Spoon is like the archetypal indie band. Yeah. And this is like the best indie album, kind of indie music in quotations. Yes. Uh, album of the year. And, and it's just like it fits so well with our catalog that it, it may just be forgotten because it, 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 it's what we listen to. It's just yes. like right, exactly. the potatoes of our music diet. Right. It's like, do you remember what you ate today? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was probably a starch though. But I, I, my favorite thing about them is her voice. It's so unique and so awesome. Try to make your mind 
Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's um, it, it's kind of as unique as Charlie Bliss was mm-hmm. um, uh, last uh, last year, and yeah. and also kind of in the same wheelhouse. That's that's also in the the current wheelhouse or the the er wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Universal wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of wheelhouse talk to, tonight. I didn't even know that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, number twelve, Boy Genius, self-titled. Uh, this is another one of yours. Yes, um, it was just a coming together of people I already loved, and I feel mm-hmm. like it kind of exceeded my expectations. Like, what, what's not to love about this? And another EP. I love a fucking EP. I know, right? The holy trinity of fe- trinity of female folk rock. Yeah, it's great. Oh shoot, I forgot to give my gift. Oh. Hop along. Yeah, what's your gift? Oh, this is uh, for the friend who used to get all of their music from the Starbucks point of sale, where you could just <laughs> like, buy a record or something. Yeah, I could see that being in there. <laughs> right? I was like, they don't do that anymore, but if, if they did, this would be in there. So here you go. That's good. You're doing well Thank with you. these gifts. I like this idea. I'm, gl- I'm glad you didn't like tell me about this beforehand. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're uh, in the Christmas spirit to receive these gifts. Um, okay, boy genius, boy genius. The holy trinity of uh, female folk rock, like you were saying. It's just uh, three ladies that we just love, and no bad songs. All, no all bad three songs. of them. Yeah, it's great. What song did you pick off of uh, Boy Genius? Oh, I actually forgot to do that. Um, oh, okay. I think, but if you haven't heard it, go listen to the whole thing. Like any of those songs are great. The "Me and My Dog" is like the uh, the the quote unquote single. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I picked "Stay Down." That was the uh, Julian yeah, yeah. Baker one. Yeah, yeah. I am more partialer. Par- partialer. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I have a partiality. Or- <laughs> I have. <laughs> I am most partial to Julian Baker of all three of them. <laughs> so I. I- I'm more drawn to hers, but the me and my dog, uh, that was a uh, Phoebe Bridgers led one. That's the one they yeah. did, like on all like the the talk shows and stuff that they're on. Yeah, and it's a great um, concept where everybody comes with their own songs and then they yeah. collaborate together. Um, That's my. Nice. I think my biggest concert regret of the year is uh, they played here yeah. and they all three did individual sets and then uh, played all the tracks from the EP together at the end. Mm-hmm. And I am yeah, really I fucking pissed. I did that. not go to that. that. <laughs> That sounds really nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the gift, this is uh, for the lesbian power couple in your life. Excellent. I think everyone has one. Absolutely. Uh, I think this is this is a, a power threesome of uh, female <laughs> rockers. And yeah, it's great. Number 11, Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fevers. Hope Downs. This is one of mine. Rock music still exists, Jer. I know, and that's why this absolutely belongs on the list. Th- the mm-hmm. three fucking guitar players? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is the best rock album 
uh, that we reviewed. Uh, yeah. I think it's the best rock album of the year. It's complex, sprawling, groovy. Uh, something to play loud instead of like huddled in a corner crying, right? Uh, which is <laughs> most of the stuff. Yeah. Um, it just makes me feel cool. Not like I'm yes. cool because I listen to them, but like when you listen to it, you get this sense of like bravado. Right. Like, I feel like it, it, it's very much in the same way that uh, like the Strokes were like that in 2001. Mm-hmm. You like listen to it and you're yeah. like, I, you're like, I'm cool as shit. Yeah, I want to fucking smoke a cigarette and yeah. pop the collar on a leather jacket right now. Exactly. This gift goes to uh, the Fender Music Company uh, oh, for saving yes. their business. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you, they must look like own like, you know, three or four guitars each. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They might even own stock and Fender. I mean, um, they're single handedly uh, keeping them in business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, mm. Father John Misty, God's favorite customer. Yes, this is uh, my pick because <laughs> you don't like this album. Uh, it's just, it's enough already with all the words. That's You're that's out how on I the, feel all the words? <laughs> I feel about this <laughs> album. How, how, how did that point not come at pure comedy? Well, I guess maybe. <laughs> I guess maybe I was. There was a shift to like kind of more political rhetoric and, you know, uh, different stuff that I. That's the other thing about last year is that it had more of like a politically charged edge. Now we're just kind of like settling into the Trump era. So Uh I I just I'm just like, all right, just talk your shit. I don't care anymore. (laughs) I like this one, though, because it's like not political. I think maybe it's because pure comedy annoyed me. So maybe we just kind of. Oh, yeah. We're just coming at this from like exact opposite point of views. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like uh, pure comedy was such a great statement. And then you you come back and and totally biff on the encore yeah, or like that, the second book you know is not as good as the first one or something that's interesting I, I feel like this is like the second book that is like just so much tighter and mm-hmm. well thought out and like this is really stupid to say about any Father John Misty album but maybe a little bit less self indulgent I'm feeling good damn I'm feeling so fine I'm So I didn't pick a song off here. If you my, have one, yeah, my my song. Speak for your words. This would be uh, Mr. Tillman, which is mm. the uh, second track. Um, and and just because I I like the the album as a concept. We talked about this uh, when we reviewed it, but um, mm-hmm. it's about him like being in this hotel, like away from his yes. wife, and 
Mr. Tellman is like him like checking into the hotel, and that's when the narrative mm-hmm. of the album starts. And I just yeah, I just really dug that. So I'm, I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, I think it's the first single that he released, right? Yes, yes. Um, before it got hacked and leaked. Yeah. <laughs> this, this one get hacked and leaked? It did, yeah. 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 Oh, uh, this gift goes to the most self-loathing pseudo-intellectual in your life. <laughs> I think we both know who's getting this gift in our life. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, he doesn't listen. <laughs> well, in that case, yes, we do now. <laughs> I was gonna stay out of that one. <laughs> uh, number nine, and the winner of the, the second top five. <laughs> uh, the 1975: A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Well, you're this gonna is have mine, to be the one to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is your father, John Mist. Or this is my yeah. father, John Misty. Is your 1975? Yeah, which I which I find that? insulting to Father John Misty. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, but this one really blew me away. I mean, I feel like um, I'm all in on woke 1975. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I know you are. <laughs> but what am I? It is it is the absolute nightmare scenario that I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, this is the millennial moment. It's uh, the internet is culture. In the 19.5, capture this moment in all its beauty and annoyance. Did you say 1985? Probably, but did you did you just yeah did you just miss the whole like poetry that I spoke there? Um, yeah, it was I can well be said. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's nicely worded. I'll give you credit uh, for that. Thank you. Uh, thank you. What did I pick for this one? Uh, oh, sincerity is scary. I think this maybe is one of my favorite ones uh, on this new album. Why can't we be friends when we are lovers? It always ends with us hating each other instead of calling me out. Should be pulling me in. I just got one more thing to say. Can I can I do the Christmas gift for this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a Christmas gift, but I would like to hear your Christmas gift for this one. This is the Christmas gift for any child that deserves a fucking lump of coal for Christmas. <laughs> this is what the bad kids get. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I said, uh, this goes to your millennial nephew or niece to prove that you're still cool. But what it actually proves is the opposite. Yeah, I feel no. That's <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> but I get uh, how aren't you technically a millennial, or did you just miss that? No, I. I some people say exennial, but okay, you're a I'm man without really, a generation. Yeah, kind of. I'm I'm not really a Gen Xer like I my heard, brother and sister. You know what number I've heard 
uh, semi-consistently, but I don't understand is that uh, you're the oldest millennial would would be born in 1983. You yes, heard that's this? what I've I've heard that too. Okay. So and then like from 78 to 83 is what they consider the exennials. Okay. Well, I, I feel like we ended in a bad place for our first uh, <laughs> part one. Well, that's Because neither of us liked the two albums. That I know, this end. is working out great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll, it'll get us excited for the next one, because I think we're pretty... We're, yeah, we're fucking down with all the next ones. <laughs> Oh yeah, both of us are, and yeah. I, and we are we're down with the other ones too. Just uh, yeah. you know, well, I mean, <laughs> everyone has to have a, a album you don't like. That's just yes. how it happens, you know. Yes, it would become suspicious if we liked everything. Like I feel like maybe it right? comes across that way sometimes, and we've said it on here before, but that's because we want to talk about things we like generally. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to <laughs> shit on albums. Yeah, generally, <laughs> generally speaking, we don't want to shit on albums. But all right, I, I think that does it for us this time. Check out Black Belt Eagle Scout. And our end of the year playlist. Uh, follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. We'll be back next week with our last episode of the year. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure. Bye. That was good. I was a little concerned we were going to go long there, but we really fucking sped it up. <laughs> we're really getting to a point where we don't give a shit, which is maybe where you can do your best work. I would I'd like to think so. I, <laughs> that's my greatest I hope, hope those two like, things are true. <laughs> yeah, I hope for like all aspects of my life, I hope that's true. <laughs> I want to live in the Venn diagram <laughs> of doing your best work and don't giving a shit. I've, I, I've been waiting for apathy to pay off my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my Christmas wish and my New Year's resolution. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>